Go on then. What are we watching? Oh, what about... Uh... In the... Uh, with Sky Stream. The new way to get Sky without a dish. Stream unmissable Sky exclusives like True Detective and Netflix shows like The Gentleman all in one place. For just €25 a month for 12 months. Search Sky Stream today. New customers only. 12-month minimum term requires broadband. Further terms apply. Are you feeling lucky this St. Patrick's Day? Easy Living Furniture has a pot of gold waiting for you with absolutely everything reduced across sofa, dining, bedroom, mattress and accessories. Get the three-seater dark grey Harper sofa for only 459 Donut 240-centimetre dining table for only 289 and much more. Don't miss out on these lucky savings at Easy Living Furniture. Find your local store online at easylivingfurniture.ie Today on the Indo-Daily A holy mess Why can't a new maternity hospital get off the ground without years of drama? The new National Maternity Hospital could cost the taxpayer one billion if constructed but you know that's not the biggest concern right now Do you intend to do the unthinkable and hand over the control of a national maternity hospital that will cost the state at least one billion to the Religious Sisters of Charity and a private company under St. Vincent's Holding. We need answers to these questions. These are hugely important and involve half the population. Not necessarily the men in suits who are negotiating it, but it involves the women and girls who are concerned with it. This is a hospital that's publicly funded, but owned by a religious organisation that has an ethos that doesn't believe it. They want to give certain uh, procedures. And they continue to have an influence in the new St. Vincent's Hospital, they've three board members. And why there's no denying that a state-of-the-art facility is desperately needed in place of the state's current largest maternity hospital at Hollis Street in Dublin, a question mark looms over its independence. And we're looking for time to be made available now to have a debate on that because we don't want any behind-the-scenes uh, secret deals done. We want a full debate here in the House about the implications of gifting the National Maternity Hospital of all hospitals to a religious body. It should not involve the creation of a lease ownership but rather the transfer of ownership of the site to the state so that there is no uncertainty. You go on to say that the state needs to step up. Well, Eamon Ryan, it is time for you to step up. It is time for you to step up. Your own TDs, Nyasa Hurrigan was on the radio yesterday saying that this is an incredibly serious issue. She says this goes to the core of why people voted for the Green Party. So can I ask you, have you abandoned the position that you had that a lease agreement is not acceptable, doesn't provide the certainty, or have you now rolled over to the tune of Fianna Gael and Fianna Fáil? So Are secret deals being struck to allow a religious order to have a say in how a new national maternity hospital can function? And if so, what would this mean for certain procedures like, say, the functioning legal termination of pregnancy services or indeed sterilisation? Procedures long promised to the women of Ireland, but which also fly in the face of Catholic ethos. I'm Siobhan Maguire and today on the Indo-Daily I'm joined by Irish independent news correspondent Ellen Coyne and former master of the National Maternity Hospital at Hollis Street, Dr Peter Boylan. (laughs) 
Ellen, can I come to you first, perhaps, because you followed and reported on this story extensively. And yet here we are five years on, still scratching our heads over these latest developments. Can you bring us up to speed on what has gone on? Since 2013, there have been plans to co-locate a new National Maternity Hospital at the site of the existing St. Vincent's Hospital at Elm Park in Dublin. In 2017, it emerged that under a plan that had kind of been hammered out between the two hospitals and the HSE, the Sisters of Charity, a religious order which at the time owned St. Vincent's Hospital and the land that the National Maternity Hospital was going to be built on, would end up owning the physical maternity hospital after it was built, which I think at the time was expected to be 200 million of taxpayers' money. That's now gone up to a billion, but that's not unusual, unfortunately, for hospital projects in Ireland. After this emerged, the government, the HSE and those involved in the project were really taken aback by the scale of public anger about this. To put it into context at the time, in 2017, we were post-Tume. We were a year away from repeal and there was massive anxiety about any perception that there would be any religious involvement, any religious interference in women's healthcare, particularly when it was anticipated that Ireland would be moving towards a point in time when abortion might be legal. And we know that that did follow and that did happen. After the public uproar that followed, you know, a petition that amassed 100,000 signatures, massive demonstrations outside the Department of Health, huge correspondence being sent to politicians, the Sisters of Charity announced that they would be stepping away from healthcare entirely. So that was fairly major because, like a lot of religious orders, they've been involved in healthcare basically since the foundation of the state when religious orders stepped in and founded some of the hospitals that still exist today, like St. Vincent's. Over the course of the following years, there was a lot of wrangling and negotiation between the order and the government about what would happen with the land. Last week, the Sisters of Charity announced that they had uh, transferred their shares to a new company called St. Vincent's Holdings. This, according to St. Vincent's, was a watershed moment where the hospital effectively became secular, where the nuns stepped back and were no longer involved. This was supposed to pave the way for the government to approve a plan for the hospital at Cabinet earlier this week. But due to some existing concerns, which are basically coming from, I think, all of the opposition parties are kind of united on one on this, about uh, lingering questions that they still have and assurances people want that re- that the new hospital will be absolutely free from religious interference. It's been decided to delay cabinet signing off on the plan for the new hospital for two weeks while those questions are answered and it's probably going to result in a fairly heated, fairly well attended uh, health committee debate uh, this coming Wednesday. Because that's the thing, Peter, we are having the heated debate and rightly so, because there are still very serious questions over ownership of this land and indeed the secular nature of any new hospital. You're absolutely right. Um, There's a lot of information that is missing and that needs to come into the public domain in order to clarify what exactly has gone on between the Vatican and the Sisters of Charity in relation to their alienation of their property. You said, um, Ellen, in your your piece today in The Independent that the Sisters did not need permission from the Vatican. Well, that's absolutely categorically wrong. I'm not sure who told you that. And unfortunately, that was put out by Hollow Street Uh, way back in 2018, I think it was. In fact, uh, the sisters did need permission, and I'd been saying that for for some time. We need to see the correspondence from the Vatican telling us how the new St. Vincent's Holdings was going to manage to maintain 
those canon laws or obey them, if you like. There's a shareholder agreement because the sisters have transferred their single share. There's one share involved in this. The shareholder agreement, which accompanies the uh, constitution of St. Vincent's Holdings. Now, you don't have to publish a, it doesn't have to go to the company's registration office. It doesn't have to be attached to the constitution. So it is, at the moment, an unknown and unseen document. And we need to see that. Hollow Street, as it exists at the moment as a corporate entity, is going to be dissolved. So it's not as if Hollow Street is moving to the site of St. Vincent's. There's a new private company, the National Maternity Hospital, DAC, which has 100 shares, 99 of which are owned, will be owned, because it hasn't been incorporated yet, will be owned by St. Vincent's Holdings. And one share, this magical golden share uh, by the minister, whoever that happens to be at the time. Now, the problem with St. Vincent's Holdings is that it is a Vatican-approved private company which will own the National Maternity Hospital and its shareholders, who are the directors, have committed to upholding the values and vision of the Sisters of Charity. Now, anybody anybody reasonable will agree that those values and visions uh, enshrine Catholic ethos. You wouldn't expect the Sisters of Charity to have any other ethos or values and visions. And clearly, those values and visions preclude the provision of these modern uh, women's reproductive health care, including abortion under the under the, the meaning of the Act of 2018 and sterilization for for family planning purposes. Now, St. Vincent say that they do sterilizations. They do when they're clinically indicated. And they said that uh, last October when they asked when they answered a parliamentary question. And what they said was, we do sterilizations, okay, when they're part of other major procedures, but we do not do them when they are not clinically indicated. And the clinically indicated is the giveaway phrase that is repeated several times during the uh, papers that are that are the legal papers that have been in the public domain relating to the Hollow Street, uh, the NMHDAC relationship with St. Vincent's Holdings. When I was master of Hollow Street, I introduced sterilization for women who requested it when it was not, if you like, clinically indicated. And I was called up to the Archbishop's office and he told me, you cannot be doing this because it is not clinically indicated. When the sisters said that they were leaving, they issued a press statement in which they said, we are gifting lands worth 200 million to the people of Ireland. Now, they were doing no such thing, so there was another misleading statement coming from them. They need to do the the honourable thing, uh, honour their commitment, and gift the land to the people of Ireland. That would remove so many problems. Now, one of the things that would, uh, I think, um, would meet with approval from a lot of people who are concerned would be if a list of these specific procedures, termination of pregnancy under the, the 2018 Act, uh, sterilization for the purpose of family planning, etc., if those procedures were listed in the license agreement between the, the two hospitals, I'm just going to ask Ellen if you, if you want to come in on that particular yeah, yeah, point. Yeah, I think on a few things. Like I think the last point, one of the last points that Dr. Boylan made there is uh, a good one about the fact that we've never had an explanation about why the land hasn't been handed over. And over the course of the five years, the Sisters of Charity, to my recollection, have never given an interview on this. And maybe it would be helpful at this point over the course of these two weeks if they did do that. Obviously, Dr. Boylan is a fantastic advocate for women's rights and has been a fantastic advocate on this issue and is totally within it's totally within his right to disagree with some of my reporting. But just to say on that fact that was printed in the paper the other day, it was uh, mentioned to me by one source that the sisters did not need permission from the Vatican. 
and I did run it by two other senior sources close to the project. But if Dr. Bullen still wants to disagree with it, that's fine. It is an established fact that the Sisters of Charity did ask the Vatican for approval before transferring transferring their shares. But what is not a fact is that St. Vincent's Holdings, the new company, was ever approved by the Vatican or the Vatican was ever involved in the establishment of that new company. So I think that that might be an issue that might be worth ironing out or addressing over the course of the next two weeks. On the other aspect, which I think is one that is drawing a lot of understandable concern about the availability of certain procedures and whether or not St. Vincent's was operating under a Catholic ethos. And unfortunately, at times when we have had reports of Catholic ethos as being enforced in Irish hospitals, it's been nebulous, it's been difficult to prove, it's never been written down on paper. So that's understandable. But I I think that it's worth pointing out that at Cabinet the other day, according to a couple of senior sources, the Attorney General gave advice indicating that the new National Maternity Hospital would actually have stronger protections, ensuring the availability of certain procedures, maybe like sterilisation or, or abortion, that's actually stronger than what's in place at any other maternity hospital in Ireland at the moment, which if it was in place at other maternity hospitals would mean that we wouldn't have a situation where eight state-run hospitals are not providing abortion services. With regard to the eight hospitals, that don't provide terminations at the moment, which are owned by the HSE. The minister says that he will be intervening to ensure that procedures are done in the new National Maternity Hospital. Well, the minister cannot even get eight hospitals to provide termination of pregnancy services. But uh, I think the point is that the new maternity hospital would be under a completely different framework that does not exist at any other maternity hospital in Ireland at the moment. So it's not really comparable because the safeguards and the clauses in the constitution in the new National Maternity Hospital, according to the Attorney General, are absolutely unique. The minister can't even get, uh, couldn't even get the maternity hospitals to agree to allow partners in during the pandemic. With regard to the Vatican approval for the uh, formation of St. Vincent's Holdings, it's it's a fact under canon law that they did have to, and the value of the assets that they're transferring is more than three and a half million. It, it, if you Google it, um, alienation of, of church property, you'll see it's very, very clear and it doesn't take an awful lot of research to find that out. But do we know that the Vatican did approve the new St. Vincent's Holdings? I haven't seen any evidence that the Vatican had any involvement in the establishment of the new company. Yeah, I'm coming to that, yeah, I'm coming to that now, Ellen. Uh, the letter of approval from the Vatican says that in accordance with the petition, petition that the uh, sisters had approval to alienate their property into St. Vincent's holdings. And that's why we need a sight of the correspondence, the petition to the Vatican, the correspondence from the Vatican, and the shareholder agreement. Now, none of those have been put into the public domain yet, and we do need to see those in, in order to clarify, and um, you know, for purposes of, of transparency and so on. And if, if those if those documents do not cause any concerns, well, then that changes things. But we do need to see them. And we need to see them all. There is one um, fundamental factor at hand here, improving health care for women, right? That women need this new facility. Yes, indeed. It, it, the design is wonderful, the hospital and all the rest of it. And I fully support the uh, the co-location, proper co-location, not integration the way Vincent's wanted, by the way, of an independent national maternity hospital on the same site as St. Vincent's. So, Let's get that out of the way. I do support the project. So they said in their press announcement when they said they were leaving, they said that we are gifting uh, lands worth 200 million to the people of Ireland. But, you know, that was a completely misleading statement. Mm. They're gifting it to St. Vincent's Holdings, which is not the people of Ireland. St. Vincent's Holdings is a private company. 
Now, with regard to the repeated, and I would classify as scaremongering, uh, depictions of the National Maternity Hospital as being unfit for purpose and therefore dangerous. Patient satisfaction levels in Hollow Street are running at 95%. The problem at the hospital at the moment is what doctors and what hospitals will describe as the hotel facilities, that is the, the bathroom facilities and so on. There's only one Nightingale ward which has 14 beds in it. So the, the image that is given of the hospital is is really scaremongering. Delivery numbers in Hollow Street have gone down by 25% in the last several years. The last year when uh, there was so few deliveries was 1994 compared to 2020. I, I think it's, it's, it's misleading to describe it as effectively falling down. The building certainly uh, is old. It was built in the 1930s. It, it is not a Victorian or um, Edward. It's not, it doesn't go way back. Uh, some people have have depicted. There's been a huge amount of misinformation trying to spin this thing. I'm bring I'm going to bring Ellen in again because there's more shaking of the head here. No, it's. Just, I mean, I first of all on the the first point that Dr. Boylan made, I think that it would have been really helpful if before now, as I said before, the Sisters of Charity had communicated with the public through something other than just statements, because that's all it's been for the last five years. And maybe through that forum, we would have been able to get a better answer to the question that keeps coming up. And rightfully so. Why can't they just gift the land in the in the true meaning of the term gift? So I agree with Dr. Boylan on that. I also am not one bit surprised that satisfaction among women who've given birth in Hollis Street is so high because the staff there are absolutely phenomenal. And as someone who gave birth there within just over a year ago, that rings true to me completely. I'm not one bit surprised. But having spent time on that Nightingale ward that has been featured so much on the news, it certainly didn't feel to me like a, a state of the art hospital that matched the, the excellent clinical and medical skill that is provided by staff. You need to have people to say what could possibly go wrong. And people should have sat down when when it was agreed by the boards that the hospital would be owned by the Rigisys Charity. I was one of very few people who said, well, what could possibly go wrong with the Sisters of Charity owning a maternity hospital, given the history of the relationship between the Catholic Church and the care of women in, in Ireland over the, all these years? But unfortunately, it was agreed. And every time there was any sort of attempt by Hollow Street to maintain independence, Vincent's threatened to walk off the pitch. And I suspect that's what's happened this time. The Vatican doesn't even approve of, of birth control, for God's sake. But that would be if it was if it was a Catholic hospital. But I think that those, you know, involved in the project are making it very clear that it, it is not going to be a Catholic hospital. Maybe that's just a difference of opinion between yourself and the... But I just think we need to be careful to be implying that a board with identifiable directors is under canon law or could possibly be under canon law when at the moment we actually have no evidence to suggest that at all? Well, that's because the hospital hasn't been built and is not up and running. The directors um, are committed, as I said earlier, to upholding the values and so on of the sisters of charity. So uh, or do they include, do those values include the provision of abortion? Well, I think they, the values of, of Mary Aikenhead have been listed and I don't have them off the top of my head, but they're things like advocacy, justice, equality, things that would be values that would be very common in the constitution of any secular, any kind of, any kind of secular company existing yep. in Ireland at the moment. And the phrase, a voice for the voiceless which is code for... Um, I don't think you can say that that's code for anti... Like, I mean, that's... Uh, I think you're kind no, of projecting... 
uh, no, meaning I'm onto it that her. is you don't have evidence for that at all but it, it, it is entitled to interpretation oh no of I'm, that but I'm just saying that yeah. you know this is a company with identifiable directors and to suggest that an anti-abortion ethos is being stitched into a new maternity hospital I think is uh, you know some people might argue that that's defamatory but if the, well if the if the Catholic Church are involved they are but the Catholic Church aren't involved <laughs> is the point I think that's the whole point uh, that, that you know claims that this is a Catholic hospital are not backed up by any evidence that I can certainly see at the moment Riddle me this <laughs> how, how how on earth have the Vatican approved uh, the transfer of the sisters assets uh, in order to facilitate the building of a hospital in which abortion is going to take place. Because the Sisters of Charity are stepping away, announced that they were stepping away from healthcare entirely, not just from the maternity hospital, but from their involvement in St. Vincent's Hospital entirely. And in order to step away from healthcare... They needed the permission of the Vatican. So why, but surely if the Vatican thought it was... Yeah, they got the permission. But if the Vatican was imposing its values it wouldn't be the Sisters of Charity stepping away from healthcare at all. Like, I mean, you're kind of getting into a space there where you're suggesting that this is like a Trojan horse to sneak Catholic values into a hospital in South Dublin uh, in, you know, post-repeal Ireland when the Catholic Church is absolutely in retreat and when, uh, you know, religious orders uh, like the Sisters of Charity have, you know, decreasing numbers. Uh, I just can't actually follow... I can't, per, I can't, I'm trying really hard, but I can't follow the logic. Can you imagine or can you answer the question, do you think that the Vatican have approved the transfer of assets in order to facilitate the building of a hospital in which abortion will take place? From what I can see, the Vatican approved the transfer to allow the Sisters of Charity to step away from healthcare entirely. Following on from that, a new national maternity hospital is being is being built uh, at which every according to the attorney general, every appropriate legally available uh, healthcare service for women will be available. All right. Well, I'm not. (laughs) I I, there there are facts and there's opinions and all the rest. Oh, there absolutely are. There would be one final question I'd like to ask, but I'm afraid where I might go. I mean, are we are we ever actually (laughs) going to see this maternity hospital? built with all parties involved happy? I think uh, I, I dearly wish that the hospital will be built and I dearly wish that it will be independent, not owned by a private company which has been, whose constitution and so on has been approved by the Vatican. And I do not want to see my colleagues working for a private company uh, in which they're, the governors and so on the will have which is owned uh, by a private company uh, and a subsidiary of a private company which has been approved by the Vatican. That's my concern, if it's independent. And I I would dearly wish that the sisters would honour their commitment to uh, give the lands to the people of Ireland. And the government should have more courage to get on with it and, and just demand it. Thank you, Peter. Ellen? Yeah, I think that everyone hopes that this um, this hospital project happens as, as soon as possible. I also hope that um, this entire uh, saga doesn't result in if and when the hospital is being built, its name being kind of tarnished or associated with um, with a, a kind of scandal or disapproval or under suspicion in any way. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, everyone's, I think everyone is coming from a good place on this and everyone has 
the best interests of women at heart. And I think that it'll be a very interesting two weeks to try to see the doll come together on this issue. Um, I'm sure this is not the end of the debate here. My thanks there to Ellen Coyne, Irish independent news correspondent and former master of the National Maternity Hospital at Hollis Street, Dr. Peter Boylan. I'm Siobhan Maguire and today's episode of the Indo Daily was presented and produced by myself, researched by Gareth Mulhall, recorded by Gavin Hennessy with sound design by Dara Kelly archive clips from Iraq this television. If you enjoy the Indo Daily, don't forget to like, follow and leave us a review.